This is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Gary. Well, she's the nanny named Fran, but in the new Lifetime movie, The Christmas Setup, she is a loving, meddling mother named Kate. Fran Drescher is my guest today to talk about Lifetime's very first LGBTQ Christmas movie, The Christmas Setup. Now, on this Christmas Eve Eve, I thought it would be perfect to air this because I'm sure you're probably, you've probably ran through all of those Hallmark and Lifetime movies and you're wanting something else to watch. Well, this is a really, really cute, really heartwarming film. I absolutely love it. And it was an honor to get to talk to Fran because not only does she play a great character in this movie, she, of course, is the nanny, Fran Fine, later Fran Sheffield, on The Nanny, one of the best 90s sitcoms in the world. I, I grew up watching that with my grandfather. And so to hear that distinctive voice coming through my headphones, to hear her talking, to hear her voice, she has not lost a beat whatsoever. That voice is ageless. She is ageless. And talking to Fran Drescher about the Christmas setup, Cancer cancer Schmancer, her series of interviews through Cancer Schmancer. I cannot say Schmancer. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I'm such a Gentile. I cannot say Schmancer. No, I said it there. Her interview series through Cancer Schmancer. And, of course, the Nanny Broadway musical and the potential for a Nanny television series revival. Talking to her about all of those things, hearing that ageless voice come through my headphones, that is the Christmas gift I could have never asked for. Here now, our interview with Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher, I have been a fan longer than I care to admit. Thank you very much for being here today. How are you in this few days before Christmas? How are you doing? I'm good, thank God. I'm, you know, I'm home in California. I live on the beach, so I have a beautiful sense of space and nature. And even though I'm staying home most of the time, because we're having a bit of a COVID surge here in Southern California, I feel grateful and uh, happy to be in my uh, beautiful environment, which I really love being in. Love that. You know, The Christmas Setup, it's a beautiful movie, so sweet, so heartfelt. And I know you've told the story about how you only had a week to get all of your affairs in order to go up to Canada and enter the bubble. But how did the project come to you uh, as something that you would want to do? How were you introduced to the film? Um, I was sent a script through my representation mm-hmm. with an offer. And I read it. And I thought, you know, it's such a feel-good movie. And I also think it's seminal in the sense that it's distinguished as being Lifetime's first LBGTQ rom-com main story. Mm-hmm. And what I particularly liked about it is that it didn't dwell on the angst of coming out or dealing with disapproving parents. Uh, but it almost pushed the needle forward, and we're already there. Everybody is accepting of the diversity of the human experience, and having a straight son and having a gay son is as normal as having a kid with brown eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, liked, I liked all of that as a 
you know, gay civil liberties activist, mm-hmm. I felt that it made sense that they wanted me to be in the movie, and it made sense that I accept the offer. Absolutely. And uh, it seemed like you guys had a lot of fun. Despite the despite COVID, you took all the precautions. It seems like you and the, the two men, the real-life couple, it seems like you really bonded over filming, and I think they that you guys grew close. Is that fair to say? Yes, we absolutely did. The entire cast, uh, you know, uh, Blake Lee and, um, and, and Ben Lewis and Ellen Wong and Chad Connell uh, are, were all delicious people that I <laughs> absolutely loved being with. We were all a little freaked out that we were, yanked out of our nest and and uh, thrust into such a new environment and how to fly to get there and all of this. So we kind of clung to each other and very quickly had to assimilate a family because it was certainly important to me that we come across like a very loving a uh, real family with a great deal of history behind us. And, you know, that, we had to get there quickly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that we became kind of dependent on each other as our only outlet for being um, with other people, because we were the only ones that didn't wear masks and everybody was tested every other day. And we were all living in the same furnished apartment building, so we kind of just clung to each other, and and we really genuinely like each other, so it, it's been really wonderful. Now, I know you've been working on the Nanny musical during quarantine, but did it feel good to get out and actually film a project after staying home for five months? How did that feel? It felt great. Once I took the plunge and did my quarantine in Canada and then started working, I felt a sense of freedom and release. Uh, I didn't even realize, you know, how I was beginning to get kind of paranoid about the outer world. And I don't think that's healthy. And I wanted to, you know diversify my microbiome and um once i was out in the world everything changed for me from there i went to new york because i have an apartment there and i hadn't been there in in you know many many months and um and then from there i went down to florida This is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Gary. Well, she's the nanny named Fran, but in the new Lifetime movie, The Christmas Setup, she is a loving, meddling mother named Kate. Fran Drescher is my guest today to talk about Lifetime's very first LGBTQ Christmas movie, The Christmas Setup. Now, on this Christmas Eve Eve, I thought it would be perfect to air this because I'm sure you're probably, you've probably 
ran through all of those Hallmark and Lifetime movies and you're wanting something else to watch, well, this is a really, really cute, really heartwarming film. I absolutely love it. And it was an honor to get to talk to Fran because not only does she play a great character in this movie, she, of course, is the nanny Fran Fine, later Fran Sheffield on The Nanny, one of the best 90s sitcoms in the world. I, I grew up watching that with my grandfather and so to hear that distinctive voice coming through my headphones, to hear her talking, to hear her voice, she has not lost a beat whatsoever. That voice is ageless. She is ageless. And talking to Fran Drescher about the Christmas setup, Cancer, cancer Schmancer, her series of interviews through Cancer Schmancer. I cannot say Schmancer. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I'm such a Gentile. I cannot say Schmancer. Nah, I said it there. Her interview series through Cancer Schmancer. And, of course, the Nanny Broadway musical and the potential for a Nanny television series revival. Talking to her about all of those things, hearing that ageless voice come through my headphones, that is the Christmas gift I could have never asked for. Here now, our interview with Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher, I have been a fan longer than I care to admit. Thank you very much for being here today. How are you in this few days before Christmas? How are you doing? I'm good, thank God. I'm, you know, I'm home in California. I live on the beach, so I have a beautiful sense of space and nature. And even though I'm staying home most of the time, because we're having a bit of a COVID surge here in Southern California, I feel grateful and uh, happy to be in my uh, beautiful environment, which I really love being in. Love that. You know, The Christmas Setup, it's a beautiful movie, so sweet, so heartfelt. And I know you've told the story about how you only had a week to get all of your affairs in order to go up to Canada and enter the bubble. But how did the project come to you uh, as something that you would want to do? How were you introduced to the film? Um, I was sent a script through my representation mm-hmm. with an offer. And I read it. And I thought, you know, it's such a feel-good movie. And I also think it's seminal in the sense that it's distinguished as being Lifetime's first LBGTQ rom-com main story. Mm-hmm. And what I particularly liked about it is that it didn't dwell on the angst of coming out or dealing with disapproving parents, uh, but it almost pushed the needle forward, and we're already there. Everybody is accepting of the diversity of the human experience and having a straight son and having a gay son is as normal as having a kid with brown eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I like I liked all of that as a, you know, gay civil liberties activist. Mm-hmm. I felt that it made sense that they wanted me to be in the movie and it made sense that I accept the offer. Absolutely. And uh, it seemed like you guys had a lot of fun. Despite the despite COVID, you took all the precautions. It seems like you and the the two men, the real life couple, it seems like you really bonded over filming. And I think they, they that you guys grew close. Is that fair to say? 
Yes, we absolutely did. The entire cast, uh, you know, uh, Blake Lee and, um, and, and Ben Lewis and Ellen Wong and Chad Connell, uh, are, were all delicious people that I absolutely loved being with. We were all a little freaked out that we were yanked out of our nest and, and, uh, thrust into such a new environment and how to fly to get there and all of this. So we kind of clung to each other and very quickly had to assimilate a family because it was certainly important to me that we come across like a very loving, uh, real family with a great deal of history behind us and you know that we had to get there quickly mm-hmm. so you know the fact that we became kind of dependent on each other as our only outlet for being um with other people because we were the only ones that didn't wear masks and everybody was tested every other day and we were all living in the same furnished apartment building so we kind of just clung to each other and and we really genuinely like each other so it's it's been really wonderful now i know you've been working on the nanny musical during quarantine but did it feel good to get out and actually film a project after staying home for five months how did that feel It felt great. Once I took the plunge and did my quarantine in Canada and then started working, I felt a sense of freedom and release. Uh, I didn't even realize, you know, how I was beginning to get kind of paranoid about the outer world. And I don't think that's healthy. And I wanted to, you know, diversify my microbiome and um once i was out in the world everything changed for me from there i went to new york because i have an apartment there and i hadn't been there in in you know many many months and um and then from there i went down to florida to be with my parents who i also hadn't seen and they're elderly and this is precious time And I feel confident that, you know, the airlines are doing a good job of protecting their uh, flight attendants and passengers. And so um, I really kept moving with my dog and uh, being out in the world before I returned to L.A. Now that I'm back, no, no, Angel, no, my dog is... (laughs) No, all of a sudden. That's cute. <laughs> no. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you even had to get papers for your dog up in Canada. I remember you talking about that. That's Yes, I had to get travel papers. I had to get a work permit. I had to get a COVID negative test. It was, I had a pack for, you know, it, I knew I was going for at least a, a month or more. Mm-hmm. So I had a pack. I knew the season was going to change while I was there. And uh, so it was a lot, mm-hmm. and it was very compressed in a very small amount of time. But I'm grateful for it, and it was great, and it was liberating. 
and the Canadians are lovely people, and, you know, we were mostly in small towns, and uh, even Ottawa is a very small city. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it felt safe and good. I love that. Speaking of staying safe and, and staying well, what are you, this is Christmas Eve Eve as we're airing this, what are you, what are your traditions, what what new traditions are you going to start? I know you're keeping it small. What are you able to keep? Any new traditions because you have to keep it small? What are you doing for Christmas? Well, I did uh, put up a tree, and mm-hmm. I will have at least one, two, three middle-aged scaredy cats over (laughs) and then i have uh about three people coming the next day for christmas day where we'll take a beach walk and i'll cook and we'll sit on the deck and uh go find it angel go find it and um and you know uh, we'll just keep a very small low profile be mostly outside. We're very lucky because here in Los Angeles, you can do that. And I like doing things during the day more than in the evening. I go to bed very early these days. Once it gets so dark and I'm by myself, I I just kind of flip on the TV or read a script or catch up on my emails in the bed. Oh. And uh, I fall asleep early and I wake up early. So the more daylight I can enjoy and have people over where we could sit outside and take beach walks, the more I feel comfortable having a little COVID-free bubble uh, to enjoy over the holidays. Well, but yeah. I have to say, though, that I haven't been mixing it up with kids. No teenagers, no kids. No. Um, just middle-aged scaredy cats for me. <laughs> well, as long as you're... St- you know, I say we're at the point where people... If you want to see people keep it small like you're doing, that's good, especially this time of year. Being around people and having that love is so important. Yes. it's You know, it's, you can't feel isolated or depressed or sad because that'll compromise your immune system faster than anything. And we at cancerschmancer.org are really driving home the message that if you take care of your immune system, your immune system will take care of you. So we have very progressive programs like Detox Your Home because there are so many carcinogenic and toxic chemicals that we expose ourselves to in the home uh, that we really have to switch out and change because um, it's each little thing here and there keeps eroding the immune system. And that's not good. So we have to live very pristinely. We have to eat organic. We have to use eco-friendly products that are toxic-free that includes our personal care items as well as cleaning and gardening. And, uh, you know, keep washing our hands, wear our mask in public, and uh, have confidence and take the supplements that we should be taking. You know, this is kind of a conversation that should be driven home more aggressively on our national broadcast, but is not. Agreed. 
And uh, I wish it was, but we are doing it at cancertransfer.org. We immediately produced a Corona Care for You interview series, and that's for free for the public. All you have to do is go to cancertransfer.org, sign up to our mailing list, and it comes to you free. And it, I interview doctors from all over the world, uh, very cutting-edge, outside-of-the-box thinkers that are extremely helpful in offering very practical tips on what supplements you should be taking, how you should be eating, you know. And, and we spend a lot of time correlating how you take care, you know, of your immune system determines how your immune system takes care of you. Yeah. Yeah. What's one thing you learned talking to these doctors uh, that, that you were surprised? I know you've been researching it for years. Was one thing you learned that you didn't know and maybe surprised you? Well, I'd never used propolis before. And uh, usually green propolis, it comes from Brazil. Mm-hmm. And it's a natural product that bees make. Oh, wow. And the um, the bees line their uh, hives with this natural produced propolis to prevent the hive from getting a virus. Oh wow! So uh, I ordered it online, uh, you know, on Amazon, and I put it into spray bottles. And mix it with a little water. And I spray the inside of my mouth with it. And uh, I use it all the time. And I really feel like it's a good thing. I also take high doses of vitamin C, zinc, and D3 with K2. I love that. And all of those things... Support the immune system. They're either antioxidants or antiviral. Mm-hmm. And then melatonin is good to take at night. Yeah. Um, because there's melatonin tends to be antiviral. And when they study pregnant women, um, in the third trimester, that's when the human body kicks up the melatonin to support the health and well-being of the body so the mother doesn't get a virus in the third trimester. Oh, wow. And what they found is that although pregnant women have gotten COVID, they have not found women in their third trimester to get it. So there's a correlation. This is all theory, but there's really no downside to taking these supplements And the theory is that if you amp up on the melatonin, you know, that could be an effective antiviral as well. Love that. I love what you do with Cancer Schmancer. I love that you've been 20 years cancer-free. Congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. I love it, too. (laughs) I want to, and we only have a few minutes here. I have to. I grew up watching it with my grandfather. I have to ask. People ask you all the time about the Nanny Musical but I want to see if I can get you on the record a little bit more about that big R word. Any chances for revival post-COVID? Any reboot that seems to be the nostalgia kick we're on? Any chances that's going to come to fruition? Well, 
Not immediately because we have a arrangement with our Broadway producer that he didn't want to open the show and compete with the original cast sure. on TV. So we agreed to that and you know we um and we want this to be a hit and we want it to be good. So as we get closer, I mean this has protracted the opening of the show considerably. Of course. But you know, we'll see. I never say never. It's something that could happen. I'm not that, you know, for me personally, uh, that into doing another series. But that's today. I may change my mind down the road, and maybe a reboot could have a different cast, too. No. So, um, you never know. But right now, we can't even really consider it. Right. Hey! No, Angel, no. (laughs) No. No. Okay. He's he's, he's intimidating my manicurist and dear friend. (laughs) And no... I don't want you to do that. Calm, go play with Ramon. Go play with Ramon, would you? Aww, I love that. Mama. Mama. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Well, I love that. <laughs> I love that you're... Usually, she can't get enough of them. <laughs> I love it. Well, I will say this. Uh, I will say this. It's great that you're showing that deference and that you have that foresight uh, to show that deference to the stage. Because once everything, you know, they're the ones that are still shut down. Broadway's still shut down. So, you know, that'll that's great. Oh, yeah. It's that, a terrible ha- situation. Yeah. And, and so many of the people that work on Broadway also work in the restaurant business. So it's a double whammy. It really, really is. So... It's good that when they come back, they won't have to compete with the original cast. But, you know, the nanny and you, Fran Drescher, are endearing uh, and enduring. And we just love you. Fran Drescher, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much and be well. And thanks for supporting uh, the Christmas setup. I didn't mention it, but it'll be on Lifetime on the 25th, Christmas Day at 6 p.m. by Central. Wonderful, wonderful. I will be tuning in, and I will also be watching it on Hulu, where you can stream it. Thank you very, very much. And again, Merry Christmas to you, Angel, and your whole family. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it, and Becca, ditto for you. Be well. Thank you, Fran. That was a true pleasure to talk to you. Merry Christmas to you and your dog, Angel, there. Again, everybody, you can check your local listings for the next airings of the Christmas setup, or you can watch it on Hulu. That is it for us today on Christmas Eve Eve. We will be back in our regular time slot this Friday with a very special Christmas episode with Frank Mir, UFC heavyweight. I will see you then. That is it for us today. Remember, you can always check out talkfor2.com. Subscribe in Stichter, iTunes, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Talk for 2 Matt Bailey, search for that and you will come up. And of course, 
like I said, Twitter and Facebook at Talk for Two and Instagram at Talk for Two Pod. You can reach out to me, Talk for Two Cast at gmail.com. And signing off, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. You can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfor2.com. <laughs>